You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, welcome, welcome, everyone, uh, to another edition of the Go247 Pod. Uh, I'm Glenn West, the senior writer here at the site. Uh, once again, joined by Dylan Sanders, our contributing writer. Um, listen, that was a that was a fun one. Uh, I think if uh, whether you were there, whether you were watching at home, uh, I think it's it's definitely one of those program setting wins, one of those program kind of culture wins that you can look back in a year, two, three as one of those early defining wins for this program under Brian Kelly. Um, LSU gets the win over number seven Ole Miss, 45-20. to 20. The Tigers trailed 17-3 early in this game and go on to outscore uh, Ole Miss 42-3 to three, uh, over the final three-some-odd quarters uh, in this game. Just absolute utter dominance on both sides of the ball. Uh, we're going to react to all of it here in the next couple of minutes. But before we get started, I uh, just want to remind everyone to like the YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribing on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing to Spotify and to Apple, wherever you guys might get your podcasts. It all helps And uh, as we try to grow up the network. So with that being said, Dylan, uh, just some opening remarks from me, and then I'll throw it over to you. But Man, this was just a, another electric performance from Jaden Daniels. I mean, we wanted to see it last week. Um, we wanted to see it kind of bleed into this week, see if they could do it two weeks in a row. And I thought offensively, LSU just looked absolutely fantastic um, for most of this game. Uh, you know, kind of early in the game, you, they were able to put some drives together, string some good drives together, just weren't able to capitalize on it. But as the game went on, uh, really in those second, third, and fourth quarters, uh, this offense just dominated, and the offensive line played great. Uh, the the running game was 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 great for another uh, second straight week as well. Um, just really really impressed. I think we kind of both thought coming into this game it was going to be one of those things where you know there might be some flustering from the defense, and that the offense was going to have to match it to a certain extent. And I think. Um, you know, getting those two touchdowns there uh, after Ole Miss jumps up on you 17 to three uh, were just were, were tremendous. And that was a, a great response by that group. Um, just w- I guess what are your thoughts here? I guess as we kind of open this thing up, what, what are some, I guess, offensive takeaways you have from, from this from this game? I mean, man, that's exactly what you want. Um I really don't know what else you could ask for for an offensive performance in an SEC West home game against a top 10 opponent. Um, it was just – it was a slow start, which, again, we we can kind of expect. They get used to it. Look, they, they're used, yeah. used to playing from behind. I think it's something that they're very comfortable in trying to overcome. And so, yeah, that was – 
another good sign that they were able to do that and put together a win after getting off to another slow start. But go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, so they got got behind, but this team really doesn't lack. I don't think lacks in, in confidence in their ability to to come back and. That's a great thing to have going into the last four weeks of the season, which is crazy. Last four yeah, games of the season, which is crazy to say uh, that it's already at that point. But um, yeah, it was Jaden Daniels. Hey guys, <laughs> I told I, I told y'all just let's let's wait, let's ride it out, and that's what happened. And the past two weeks, he has proven. We said, hey, you were awesome last week. Do it again. And guess what he did? He did it again. There was only really one play where I was like, oh, man, he really had that guy, and it didn't work out, and it was, it was Kayshawn uh, at, at one point. But that was the only, the real, only real play where I was like, man, he really should have pulled the trigger. And, to, and you, you know, if you only have one of those a game, like that's kind of what you can expect out of a college quarterback. Uh, but he, there were not a lot of points left on the field from him, in my opinion. And that's a really good thing to have in a quarterback. And he just dominated for three quarters. And they obviously saw what they liked in the in in the run game for him. They designed a ton of runs for him in this game, the most we've seen by far. And he really came through. And he had some hard runs too, and, and broke some tackles, which is a lot of people didn't think he was going to be able to do in SEC play. And he did that today. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. But let's get into a little bit of the stats here for him in these last two games against. Uh, first Florida and now uh, against Ole Miss. Uh, Jay Daniels has completed well over 70% of his passes uh, for 597 yards and five throwing touchdowns. Uh, and then on top of that, he's rushed for 165 yards and scored an additional six touchdowns on the run. Uh, just some electric stuff from him the last couple weeks. I, I, I agree with you today. He looked really powerful running the ball. I mean, he's always looked speedy and shifty and being able to, you know, shed tackles and whatnot. Um, but, you know, today he was, he was powering through some of those. And I think that uh, I think it was his last touchdown run uh, of the day. He really broke through. I think the the second level of the defense there shed a couple of tackles and was still able to get into the end zone. Uh, just, you could see it on his face there. I mean, he was smiling ear to ear on a lot of those touchdown runs and, you could just tell the offense was having a lot of fun with him out there. And you could tell it meant a lot to him and it meant a lot to Coach Kelly uh, in particular after the game. Uh, there was a nice little moment there where those two shared a hug. And, you know, just, you know, we asked Coach Kelly about that after the game. And, you know, I want to get this quote right, but he said you know, this was Coach Kelly afterwards. You know, this was a big game in a lot of ways because we're reaching that level of consistency and performance. I think we both knew that he was, if he was able to solidify another performance of similar quality, that we were off and running. I mean, like that kind of sums it up to me, just kind of uh, where this offense is. I think they've finally found an identity with Jaden Daniels at quarterback, and it was really nice to see. Yeah, it's it, it's at a point where it's hard for me to imagine any other quarterback running the system, and I don't know if it's just because they couldn't or it's gotten to where they're designing it for him uh more and fitting it to more him but i think they're they're they've hit their sweet spot yeah. this is the offense that we wanted to see and it took a while and luckily to them it they've found themselves in a spot where the rest of the season is ahead of them and they're clicking on offense 
and the defense really showed out in the in the last three quarters uh, of the game as well. It was a really nice bounce pack uh, performance from them. Uh, they got down early and then just clamped. I mean, to have a what is it forty uh, thirty five to three run, forty two to three run, <laughs> something yeah. like that. Uh, to have that kind of run, you need to have both sides of the team uh, clicking, and you did for three quarters. Yeah, we'll get into the defensive stuff here in a minute. I do feel like it's we we, we touched on Daniels. Uh, he was able to complete the ball to eight different receivers throughout the night. That was also really good to see. Uh, the running attack was amazing. Um, you know, averaging five five yards over five yards a carry. Uh, you know, the running backs were able to get going. Armani Goodwin looked really good in his first action back in several weeks from that hamstring injury. Uh, but I'd be remiss if we didn't bring up the offensive line. I mean, those guys, um, and it was a question posed to Coach Kelly after the game, but, man, did they play hard. Uh, I was extremely impressed with the offensive line's performance uh, in this mm-hmm. one. Um you know, it all starts up front, and I think that's something that, you know, is a cliche in football, but, um, you know, LSU really got some stellar performances out of their tackles, Will Campbell and Emory Jones. I thought interior Anthony Bradford uh, and, and Miles Frazier both held their own, and look, they just gashed Ole Miss. Ole Miss had no answers. I mean, they were pushing the line of scrimmage back on every play, and you know, LSU just consistently found themselves in second and third and short, uh, you know, distance in terms of just trying to get, you know, some good plays. uh, And it really opens up the playbook when you're able to do that, uh, when you're able to get some, you know, four or five yard runs to start, if you're able to get the, the, you know, the chains moving in the right direction. Uh, Because what we, what have we seen from this group or really from this offense most of the season, it's been penalties. It's been getting behind the chains, stuck in second and third and long, you haven't seen any of that the last two weeks um, in, in these two games. And I think that's just a really, really incredible turnaround here that I don't think any of us expected. I mean, we if you would you know, talk to us two weeks ago after that Tennessee loss, I, I don't know that we could have expected any kind of performance from LSU's offense that's come close to what we've seen the last two weeks. So I think that really just speaks to how well uh, these guys have really turned it around here and really done a complete 180. Yeah, and I do want to give a shout out to where it's due to uh, Josh Williams and Armani Goodwin. Uh, Armani Goodwin back from uh, back from his injury. We obviously saw John Emery was not playing today uh, due to injury, so it was a little bit of a swap out. But uh, Armani Goodwin was uh, a much needed return. He uh, he had a really good comeback game. His first run of the day was like 19 yards. He finished with 55 yards on eight rushes. And Josh Williams, man, old reliable. If you need if you need five yards, give it to Josh Williams. He will truck his way th- through five yards, and uh, that is not counting. He'll get five extra yards on any run, pretty much, is what it feels like, and that's not counting whatever's open before contact either. Dude just chugs along. He loves to do the dirty work, and it, and it worked out. And that's a guy you're really glad to see because he had other offers for smaller schools coming out of high school and decided to just like, hey, I'm going to go out to LSU. I'm going to prove myself. And he's, I would say, that the, he's the number one back on the team. Uh, he's been consistent so all year for them. He's been tremendous. Uh, whether it's running the ball, catching the ball, blocking, he he's all over the place, and it was much much needed for this team. So shout out to him. 
uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, look, I think while we're just touching on it here a little bit, LSU was without Garrett Dellinger, their left guard. They were without Jack Besh, uh, their receiver. You mentioned Emery was out. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously Major Burns is still out as well. The good news is you now have two weeks to get those guys ready um, for, for, for the big one here at Bama uh, in a couple weeks. It sounds like Jack Besh and, uh, and and Garrett Dellinger will be able to you know play. Everything we've heard is that they were anger, angling these injuries to where they would be able to play in two weeks against Bama. Same thing with Major Burns. Um, that was always the goal was to potentially get Burns back for the Bama game. Uh, and we'll learn more about this next week and as the you know game gets closer and whatnot. But definitely did want to point out that it sounds like LSU is going to be getting some reinforcements back uh, in, in what's going to turn into a really, really great environment in a couple weeks. But uh, just to stay, I guess, <laughs> I guess just to get back to this game and stay on stay on topic a little bit. But uh, defensively, um, look, I mean, start was not great. You give up 17 points on their first three drives. Uh, you know, Ole Miss was just really running the ball and, and, and are throwing the ball all over the field. Uh, Jackson Dart looked really good uh, to open the game. Wasn't getting much pressure up the front, up the middle. And then things really, really flipped. And I think it really flipped for LSU when they started getting a guy that we've talked about a lot on this pod recent weeks, Harold Perkins, on the field. They were able to get him on the field, um, and, and he just – that was a star breakout performance, I think, from Harold Perkins. He was absolutely fantastic. It doesn't show in the stats either. I mean, he only officially had five tackles. He had one sack. He had uh, a couple QB hits. But he was all up in Jackson Dart for most of this game. He made it extremely difficult on him, uh, on Dart. And, and and it was a combination of Perkins, Baskerville, um, you know, Micah Baskerville, uh, B.J. Ojolari, I thought, had some really nice moments as well. Um, but really, I think you have to start with the play of Harold Perkins and the game plan that LSU really had for him uh, to really be the mess-up guy uh, for, for Ole Miss and its offense. I thought he was fantastic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and he was awesome, and you saw LSU... um, end up they come out they had they i think uh yeah they had four penalties Mm -hmm. uh i think they six total but four i think four of them were enforced something like that they had a lot of penalties in the first drive was a killer on that second drive in particular and yeah and well yeah there were like there were three pis they benched they they benched jay ward and then immediately Sage Ryan also gets one. It, it was it was a mess. And at that point, you're thinking like, oh, no, is this game going to be what it, what what we all feared it was? And then they, they turned around. They, they locked up. And uh, one player I, I, I feel like I have to give some credit to 
was uh, Joe Fouché. I was hard on him last week, and I think that was deserved. But also, he had a great game. And not even just his his sick one-handed interception. He made uh, some big plays in the run game. Uh, This was the Joe Fouché game that you wanted to see and you were hoping for coming uh, coming into it. So now if you add Joe Fouché in with Major Burns, you have a pretty uh, pretty lethal rotation right there. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think, uh, you know, Joe's interception there in the second half was absolutely the play of the game. LSU was up by four points at that point, and, uh, you know, Ole Miss was driving. It looked like they were about to score a touchdown. Instead, LSU gets the interception. Uh, and they go down and they score and make it a double-digit game, and it's really uh, all all Tigers from there. I thought that was just a, a crucial moment, really, of the season. I mean, that was you know you go back and you look at you know this this season. I think that is going to be one of the moments you have to talk about. Um, you know, when it's all said and done, uh, really, really liked what I saw out of Makai Wingo as well. I mean, LSU. Look. Ole Miss came into this game averaging 270-something yards uh, on the ground, guys. I mean, this was a, a potent rushing attack. Uh, and LSU held, held them to 116 yards on the ground. Uh, now, granted, Zach Evans did not play. Um, but, you know, Jackson Dart is is an extremely mobile quarterback. They had him in wraps, under wraps all game long. He had only six yards. Uh, in, in the game because of all the sacks and all the pressure LSU was getting on him throughout the game. Uh, Kinshawn Judkins, you held him to 111 yards, and it really all of his production came in those kind of first couple series there where Ole Miss was really, uh, really rolling offensively. Um, this was a huge, huge game for the LSU run defense. They were wrapping up. They were tackling. They were much better in that regard, in my opinion. Um, and, and, and I think it started with the play – of, of their of their defensive line, I thought Makai Wingo was was fantastic. Um, you look at, at his stats as well; he had seven tackles, a sack and a half. Uh, you know, two pass breakups, which were were pretty big. I remember he got his hand he got his mitts on one third down play, I think, that really uh, shut down one of the drives. And so, um, just timely stops, really good stops here by the defense. And uh, you know, like I said, I think the run defense was extremely important in this game especially after the start that Ole Miss had throwing the ball. I mean, we thought, you know, we the, the kind of game plan coming in was going to be hopefully LSU kind of gets them to try to get Jackson Dart to beat him with his arm, and he really was for the first quarter, and then they were able to to really slow him down there at the end. But um, just your, your thoughts on the run defense as you kind of see something similar to what we were all seeing. I mean, just what was your, I guess, opinion of how LSU defended tonight, um, you know, in, in, in that really uh, important regard. Yeah, and uh, Ole Miss was was sorely missing Kazak Evans because he's like the he's the the lightning to Quinshawn Judkins' thunder. Uh, so mm-hmm. Ole Miss was a little thrown off when they didn't have that. Uh, they had Quinshawn to to be the the power back, and then Zach Evans was just unearthly fast. Uh, back there, so obviously that that helped LSU out. But uh, man, Makai Wingo has been a revelation. Uh, yeah. it, you could look and see and see think this was the 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 starting line from the end of the from, from the beginning of the season, and uh, it's it's not you don't even think about like wow they're missing Mason Smith because Makai Wingo is has been I'd think the most reliable outside of BJ Ojolari uh, player on that front. And uh, he had a great, great game today. 
Uh, that was great to see. But uh, yeah, LSU was up to the task. Micah Baskerville, who you mentioned on the pod the other day in the preview, all, he had a great game. Uh, he cemented he cemented himself uh, as I think uh, the top linebacker or top off ball linebacker on the team, uh, and he's helped himself uh, out a lot with this draft stock. Um, yeah, I think the run game was w- was handled as well as you could. Have Quinshawn Judkins, uh, you know, average under five yards of carry, and you're doing you're doing good enough. Yeah. Uh, the thing, and you know, we said we we said we they had to make Jackson Dart beat him with the arm. He had a really hot start, but man, he uh, he j- just fell apart in the in the last three quarters of the game. The defense did a really good job. He was getting constant pressure, uh, and he missed a ton of throws. And now that's also something to, to think about. Ole Miss had some open receivers that were missed uh, d- due to throws being uh, just missed or being forced incomplete by uh, some pressure. But you can't have – you're not going to have Bryce Young help you out as much as Jackson Dart helped you out. So that's something to think about. There were uh, there were some receivers open. The secondary uh, definitely did have a bad day, but also did get uh, did get lost a little bit. So yeah. that's I mean, something to go back to the to the drawing board with. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the pressure was what dictated the whole game for the defense, and that they were able to consistently get uh, some pressure on Jackson Dart, made him throw, made him think about things a little bit earlier than maybe he had to. Um, but you know, I, also there was probably what, at least three interceptions that could have been had in this game? Uh, I mean, uh, at minimum three. Yeah. I mean, one of them was called – I mean, one of them LSU had, and they was called a pass interference. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, those are plays you got to be able to make as a secondary. I think if we're nitpicking one little thing uh, about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the second, you know, kind of three quarters of that game um, – that that would probably be it. You probably could have put a bigger stamp on this game earlier if you had made a couple of those plays. And look, the Fouché one was was awesome. I mean, that was the the, the play of the game as far as I'm concerned. But um, mm-hmm. if you made a couple more of those a little bit earlier, uh, LSU might have been able to really put this one away uh, a lot quicker. But um, re- really, really impressed. And, and look, special teams. We uh we caught all of our punts. Uh, we got, you know, the kickoff settled. Noah Kane had a couple nice little kickoff returns there. Um, anything helps. Anything helps with special teams as long as you're not beating yourself. And uh, really for the first time in several weeks, LSU didn't kind of cough up any points uh, in that regard. So that was that was really good to see. As long – yeah, as long as special teams is not a net negative, you're doing good. And yeah. Noah Kane even had some some, like, legit good returns. So maybe they found something there. Yeah. Uh, something with him ha- having a guy that big come and returning kick returns is kind of scary for the for the defense. I'd imagine. I can't remember who it was in the press box, but like after the opening kickoff, uh, LSU had a five yard penalty because somebody was you know ahead of the lot, head of the uh, head of the kicking game. You know they had a five yard penalty there right off the bat in the on the opening kickoff and. Someone uh, I can't remember who it was, but just went, oh, oh my God! This is just it's it's, it's just never ending with the special teams, and uh, it, it was uh, not a great start for for that, and you know for special teams in that regard. But they were able to shake it off and, and have a, a pretty decent performance, I thought, which was 
really much much needed against a team like Ole Miss where you really couldn't afford to give them field position or give them some extra mistakes. But, um, you know, I, I guess with that, you know, we weren't really uh, planning on diving in too much into what, you know, was coming uh, up. I mean – I, I do have one thing I want to say about the team we didn't mention with this, with the offense. I think it's important to note um, uh, there's there's evidence to, to back up that this is not fluky scoring. This is just solid offense. Of the dating back to the Tennessee game, of the last sixteen scoring drives, only two of them have been less. Only two of the drives have been less than fifty yards. Yeah, and a lot uh, of which is 70 and 80 yards, like over yeah, 70, 80. Uh, we even had a 96 yard drive at one point. Like, yeah. these are like consistently solid offensive drives. Uh, so hats long off drive. to the offense. Yeah, long, long drives. Hats off, hats off to the offense for really dictating these last two games. And uh, yeah, it's been a uh, a, a pleasure, a pleasant surprise, and now they have all the confidence going in, in the world going into uh, bye week, getting ready for Bama. Yeah, man, we were talking about this. You know, I think at halftime, maybe, but just how much uh, an LSU win or an LSU close loss would have been much uh, would have been much more fun to talk about, you know, in terms of just getting ready for this game. But really, an LSU win. Uh, getting ready for this this Bama game here in a couple weeks. These are two teams now that have an extra week to prepare for one another. Um, you know, LSU is uh, – they're finding their momentum. They're hitting their stride. Uh, I think one of the big takeaways that I had from Coach Kelly after the game is that they feel like they've really found something offensively that they can stick with. I think their identity is becoming more and more clear. Um and look, I mean, I think it was really, really important for you to get this win. I mean, this was a program, uh, this was a season kind of defining win for LSU. You really wanted to see them kind of pick up at least one of these kind of wins this year. One one where, uh, you know, maybe you weren't favored. Maybe you were, uh, you know, I, I know LSU was favored in this game. But like, just, you know, a top 10 opponent coming in here. Uh, I, I still consider that to be an upset when you're able to handle them the way that LSU did. I think it shows that there's talent in this in this program already and that now you just kind of look at the future and you're trying to ha- hammer out the edges and make sure that all your ducks are in a row for when you really, really think you can be competitive uh, in the SEC for, for, for many years to come. So that was really, really important. Um, you know, I think another thing we could probably touch on uh, this was a huge weekend for LSU in terms of recruiting. Uh, we've already heard from a number of players uh, already. Uh, you know, we're recording this on Saturday night of the game, so a lot of these guys are fresh on, on are still on campus or meeting with coaches, meeting with uh, you know other players and stuff of that nature. So I know Dylan, you had a chance to reach out to a couple, and if they've hit you back already, just touch on maybe a few that have that have really stood out and, and have enjoyed their experience this weekend. Um, well, one that I think is going to be a future fan favorite, if not already a fan favorite, is uh, Tavion Galloway. The uh, the uh, he's a four star tight end from uh, Ohio. Uh, after the game, he said today was incredible. From the performance to the atmosphere of the game, it was all amazing. They used tight ends very well, and I could definitely see myself putting it, putting on a show on the system. And so, and he commented on something that we actually haven't talked about. At all, there was that LSU uh, used four tight end sets at one point in this game. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> that and, is, uh, 
It's yeah. very true. Um, something we didn't talk about at all was the storming of the field afterwards. Uh-huh. Um, he said, uh, where was it? He also added on a little, a little tidbit about that. The field rush was lit, got to meet some fans and just turn up after that great, great win. Uh, and honestly, at this point, there are a lot of people complaining about the field rush. And I think that kind of shows this stuff in this day and age, it's kind of important for recruiting. Just have, have something like that really show that people care. It adds to the experience. This was a huge recruiting weekend. So to have that cap it off was, uh, I think really important. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in that same boat. I mean, I was kind of more, uh, in the camp of like, you know, I mean, LSU Ole Miss is always a rivalry. I wouldn't expect, you know, anything less if LSU won this game, if they had lost this game. I, I think it's it's really one of those toss-up games. But, um, you know, I, 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 I understood the Georgia rush back in 18. I think that was the last time the fans rushed the field. That was a huge mm-hmm. win for Ed Orgeron and, and, and Joe Burrow and all them. But, you know, I think now, I mean, what happens in two weeks if, the impossible happens. I mean, do you do it again? I mean, I wouldn't put it past LSU student section to try to get on the field again, but, uh, from, yeah. a, a, a quote from a, uh, a person that works at LSU. I sure hope they do. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I, I don't think it'll be discouraged. Bring them on in, bring them on down. And a lot of people think, oh, well, you beat, you beat Ole Miss. That's not worth rushing the field for. I think Pat, over the past two years, uh, being as bad as LSU was, and then and now having a rocky start, everyone doubted you. Everyone's saying, oh, this team's not good. I think, you know, I think I mean, the, the emotion of the, the student section got to them and they rushed the field. And I have, I, I get it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not saying, Oh, and I'm not anti field rush. Yeah. You're coming saying. off back to back 500 seasons where, I mean, at this point in the season, the last two years, you were playing for nothing. I mean, you were playing just to try <laughs> to get a bowl game. And like, now you're sitting here top of the sec West. Bowl eligible. Bowl eligible. You're already at six wins. I had this team at eight wins this year. Um, I feel really good about that right now, but uh, not so. I mean, like, I mean, they, they could absolutely exceed that. I mean, they, they have found something here that I think is really tangible. Um, uh, were there any other recruits that maybe you wanted to touch on or was there uh, anybody else that's kind of hit us up yet? I uh, Maurice Williams, the 2024 linebacker, said, I saw a team that's better than most people think. I love what I'm seeing. Um, and, uh, a nice one, uh, uh, Carrie Lee, uh, offensive tackle from Marrero. He's listed at six, five, three sixty. Um, already he has, uh, he has, he's, he's, uh, slimmed up. He's, I think he's around, he's still six, five. I think he's around three twenty right now, but that kind of fits the mold of what we're seeing Brian Kelly and them go for, uh, those just big guys. Yeah. Uh, he received an offer right before the game started. Uh, he hit us up with, uh, it meant absolutely everything to me. Uh, I got emotional for a little second when uh, Coach Kelly told me, but I took it all in and thanked God for the opportunity. We have a couple other recruits. If you're, in, uh, if you're a VIP member of 24-7, you can go read that, and we'll be updating throughout uh, tomorrow as those trickle in. Yeah, and we're, and we, you know, we're going to hit the recruiting stuff hard, I think, probably over the next week or two, especially LSU now with an open date. Um, you know, we're going to hit up, uh, you know, just some – some talk next week with uh, you know with the players and with Coach Kelly. I think we get to meet with him on Tuesday or Wednesday. 
Um, but it's going to be a little bit of a different schedule at the open date, but we'll certainly keep everybody uh, posted on all the latest updates and kind of how they're approaching this uh, these next couple weeks. Um, but look, final thought, it was a great win. I think this sets up for an absolutely fantastic atmosphere in two weeks. Uh, I, I certainly can't wait to get there. Um, and I hope you guys are equally excited. It's going to be a really fun uh, kind of uh, build up to the whole game and the whole atmosphere that I think we're going to get uh, on November 5th. So uh, with that, um, we'll, we'll get we'll get out of here. And, and as always, thanks for tuning in. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.